coffee may lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is a gigantic health problem, currently afflicting about 300 million people worldwide. It is characterized by elevated blood sugars in the context of insulin resistance or an inability to secrete insulin. For some reason, coffee drinkers have a significantly reduced risk of developing type 2 diabetes. The studies show that people who drink the most coffee have a 23 to 50 percent lower risk of getting this disease, one study showing a reduction as high as 67 percent. According to a massive review that looked at data from 18 studies with a total of 457,922 individuals, each daily cup of coffee was associated with a 7 percent reduced risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Several observational studies show that coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of getting type 2 diabetes, a serious disease that currently afflicts about 300 million people worldwide. A single cup of coffee contains riboflavin, vitamin B2, 11% of the RDA, pantothenic acid, vitamin B5, 6% of the RDA, manganese and potassium, 3% of the RDA, magnesium and niacin, B3, 2% of the RDA. Although this may not seem like a big deal, most people are drinking more than one cup per day. If you drink 3-4, then these amounts quickly add up. Coffee contains several important nutrients, including riboflavin, pantothenic acid, manganese, potassium, magnesium, and niacin. Coffee may protect you from Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Alzheimer's disease is the most common neurodegenerative disease and the leading cause of dementia worldwide. This disease usually affects people over 65 years of age. Unfortunately, there is no known cure for Alzheimer's. However, there are several things you can do to prevent the disease from showing up in the first place. This includes the usual suspects like eating healthy and exercising. But drinking coffee may be incredibly effective as well. Several studies show that coffee drinkers have up to a 65% lower risk of getting Alzheimer's disease. Coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of getting Alzheimer's disease, which is a leading cause of dementia worldwide. Parkinson's disease is the second most common neurodegenerative disease, right after Alzheimer's. It is caused by death of dopamine-generating neurons in the brain, same as with Alzheimer's. There is no known cure, which makes it that much more important to focus on prevention. In studies, coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of developing Parkinson's disease, with a reduction in risk ranging from 32 to 60 percent. In this case, it appears to be the caffeine itself that is causing the effect. People who drink decaf don't have a lower risk of Parkinson's. Coffee drinkers have up to a 60% lower risk of getting Parkinson's disease, the second most common neurodegenerative disorder. Coffee appears to have protective effects on the liver is an amazing organ that carries out hundreds of important functions in the body. Several common diseases primarily affect the liver, including hepatitis, fatty liver disease, and others.
Many of these diseases can lead to a condition called cirrhosis, in which the liver has been largely replaced by scar tissue. It turns out that coffee may protect against cirrhosis. People who drink four or more cups per day have up to an 80% lower risk. Coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of developing cirrhosis, which can be caused by several diseases that affect the liver. Depression is a serious mental disorder that causes a significantly reduced quality of life. It is incredibly common in about 4.1% of people in the U.S. currently meet the criteria for clinical depression. In a Harvard study published in 2011, women who drank four or more cups per day had a 20% lower risk of becoming depressed. Another study with 208,424 individuals found that those who drank four or more cups per day were 53% less likely to commit suicide. Coffee appears to lower the risk of developing depression and may dramatically reduce the risk of suicide. Coffee drinkers have a lower risk of some types of cancer. One of the world's leading causes of death and is characterized by uncontrolled growth of cells. In the body is cancer. Coffee appears to be protective against two types of cancer liver cancer and colorectal cancer. Liver cancer is the third leading cause of cancer death in the world, while colorectal cancer ranks fourth. Studies show that coffee drinkers have up to a 40% lower risk of liver cancer. One study of 489,706 individuals found that those who drank four or five cups of coffee per day had a 15% lower risk of colorectal cancer. Liver and colorectal cancer are the third and fourth leading causes of cancer death worldwide. Coffee drinkers have a lower risk of both. Coffee does not cause heart disease and may lower the risk of stroke. It is often claimed that caffeine can increase blood pressure. This is true, but the effect is small, 3 to 4 millimeters slash Hg, and usually goes away if you drink coffee regularly. However, the effect may persist in some people, so keep that in mind if you have elevated blood pressure. That being said, the studies did not support the myth that coffee raises the risk of heart disease. In fact, there is some evidence that women who drink coffee have a reduced risk of heart disease. Some studies also show that coffee drinkers have a 20% lower risk of stroke. Coffee may cause mild increases in blood pressure, which usually diminish over time. Coffee drinkers do not have an increased risk of heart disease but a slightly lower risk of stroke. Given that coffee drinkers are less likely to get many diseases, it makes sense that coffee could help you live longer. There are actually several observational studies showing that coffee drinkers have a lower risk of death. In two very large studies, drinking coffee was associated with a 20% lower risk of death in men and a 26% lower risk of death in women, over a period of 1824 years. This effect appears to be particularly strong in type 2 diabetics. In one study, diabetics who drank coffee had a 30% lower risk of death during a 20-year study period. Several studies show that coffee drinkers live longer and have a lower risk of premature death.
coffee is the biggest source of antioxidants in the Western diet. For people who eat a standard Western diet, coffee may actually be the healthiest aspect of the diet. That's because coffee contains a massive amount of antioxidants. In fact, studies show that most people get more antioxidants from coffee than both fruits and vegetable combine. Researchers don't ask people to drink or skip coffee for the sake of science. Instead, they ask them about their coffee habits. Those studies can't show cause and effect. It's possible that coffee drinkers have other advantages, such as better diets, more exercise, or protective genes. If you're like the average American, who downed 416 8-ounce cups of coffee in 2009, by the World Resources Institute's estimates, you might want to know what all the Java is doing for you, or to you. Here is a condition by condition look at the research. Type 2 diabetes. Who calls the data on coffee and type 2 diabetes pretty solid, based on more than 15 published studies? The vast majority of those studies have shown a benefit of coffee on the prevention of diabetes. And now there is also evidence that decaffeinated coffee may have the same benefit as regular coffee, who tells WebMD. In 2005, whose team reviewed nine studies on coffee and type 2 diabetes. Of more than 193,000 people, those who said they drank more than six or seven cups daily were 35% less likely to have type 2 diabetes than people who drank fewer than two cups daily. There was a smaller per K. 28% lower risk for people who drank four or six cups a day. The findings held. Regardless of sex, weight, or geographic location, US or Europe. It has not really been shown that coffee drinking leads to an increase in antioxidants in the body, Lane tells WebMD. We know that there are antioxidants in large quantities in coffee itself, especially when it's freshly brewed, but we don't know whether those antioxidants appear in the bloodstream and in the body when the person drinks it. Those studies have not been done. Regular coffee, of course, also contains caffeine. Caffeine can raise blood pressure, as well as blood levels of the fight-or-flight chemical. Epinephrine also called adrenaline, Lane says. Heart disease and stroke. The World Heart Federation states that every year 15 million people worldwide suffer a stroke. Nearly 6 million die and another 5 million are left permanently disabled. Stroke is the second leading cause of disability after dementia. Globally, stroke is the second leading cause of death above the age of 60 years and the fifth leading cause of death in people aged 15 to 59 years old. In many developed countries the incidence of stroke is declining, even though the actual number of strokes is increasing because of the aging population. In the developing world, however, the incidence of stroke is increasing. Research shows that moderate coffee consumption may reduce the risk of stroke and limit the deleterious consequences of suffering a stroke. A prospective study of 26,556 male Finnish smokers reported that the relative 
risk of developing a non-hemorrhagic stroke was significantly reduced by 12%. With the consumption of 4 or 5 cups of coffee per day, the risk was reduced further to 23% in the heaviest consumers, greater than or equal to 6 cups per day, compared to those who drink less than 2 cups per day. However, coffee consumption did not protect against intracerebral or subarachnoid hemorrhage. Coffee may counter several risk factors for heart attack and stroke. First, there's the potential effect on type 2 diabetes. Risk Type 2 diabetes makes heart disease and stroke more likely. Besides that, coffee has been linked to lower risks for heart rhythm disturbances. Another heart attack and stroke risk factor, in men and women, and lower risk for strokes in women. In a study of about 130,000 Kaiser Permanente Health Plan members, people who reported drinking 1-3 cups of coffee per day were 20% less likely to be hospitalized for abnormal heart rhythms, arrhythmias, than non-drinkers, regardless of other risk factors. And, for women, coffee may mean a lower risk of stroke. In 2009, a study of 83,700 nurses enrolled in the Long-Term Nurses Health Study showed a 20% lower risk of stroke in those who reported drinking two or more cups of coffee daily compared to women who drank less coffee or none at all. That pattern held regardless of whether the women had high blood pressure, high cholesterol levels, and type 2 diabetes. Cancer The evidence of a cancer protection effect of coffee is weaker than that for type 2 diabetes. But for liver cancer, I think that the data are very consistent, who says. All of the studies have shown that high coffee consumption is associated with decreased risk of liver cirrhosis and liver cancer, he says. That's a very interesting finding, who says, but again, it's not clear how it might work. Again, this research shows a possible association, but like most studies on coffee and health, does not show cause and effect. Parkinson's and Alzheimer's diseases for Parkinson's disease, the data have always been very consistent, higher consumption of coffee is associated with decreased risk of Parkinson's, who tells WebMD. That seems to be due to caffeine, though exactly how that works isn't clear, who notes. Coffee has also been linked to lower risk of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. A 2009 study from Finland and Sweden showed that out of 1,400 people followed for about 20 years, those who reported drinking 3-5 cups of coffee daily were 65% less likely to develop dementia and Alzheimer's disease, compared with non-drinkers or occasional coffee drinkers. Studies show that coffee and caffeine can delay the onset of Alzheimer's disease, even in seniors who already have some form of mild dementia. Research shows that caffeine blocks inflammation in the brain, specifically adenosine receptors, which can start a chain reaction that begins the mind's cognitive decline. Coffee can have such a positive effect on inflammation in the brain that adults over the age of 65 who had higher levels of caffeine in their blood were found to avoid or delay the onset of Alzheimer's. Neuroscientist
Chiuen Haikao, said of the study, these intriguing results suggest that older adults with mild memory impairment who drink moderate levels of coffee about three cups a day will not convert to Alzheimer's disease or at least will experience a substantial delay before converting to Alzheimer's. Coffee positively affects key protein in Alzheimer's disease. Similar to the beta-amyloid protein, the tau protein is very closely linked with Alzheimer's. Buildup of the protein is present in brain scans of Alzheimer's patients, and it is thought that the tangles of tau can kill brain cells and lead to cognitive decline. Results from another recent study show that caffeine has a positive effect on the tau protein. Caffeine is an adenosine receptor antagonist, which means it blocks some receptors in the brain that contribute to the build of an entanglement of tau. Researchers hope their findings will lead to a new class of drugs to treat Alzheimer's disease. Coffee boosts brain function and memory. A study done at the University of California in 2014 shows that adults who consume 200 mg of caffeine before taking a memory test had significantly greater scores on the test. Participants were asked to look at images and take the caffeine pill, then come back one day later to identify the images that they had seen, images they had not seen, and images that were similar, but not identical. Researchers found that caffeine enhances long-term memory by improving the consolidation process so that recall becomes easier. It is important to note that participants who received 300 mg of caffeine did not do significantly better on the test and reported negative side effects, such as feeling jittery and having headaches. Coffee can protect against type 2 diabetes, which can lead to Alzheimer's. Do you enjoy coffee but not like the side effects of caffeine? You can still enjoy coffee's benefits. Studies have shown that even decaffeinated coffee can lower the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Authors of the study wrote, Compared with no coffee consumption 6 cups a day of coffee was associated with a 33% lower risk of type 2 diabetes. The study found that increasing your coffee intake by one cup per day led to a 9% reduction in risk while one cup per day of decaf coffee led to a 6% reduction in risk. Approximately 70% of people who suffer from type 2 diabetes go on to develop Alzheimer's disease. Studies done in late 2013 even suggest that Alzheimer's may be the late stages of type 2 diabetes or even a third type of diabetes. Caffeine a natural component of coffee and tea is the most commonly consumed psychoactive substance in the world. It has well documented effects on mental alertness. Caffeine, and possibly coffee, might promote long term brain health, but the evidence is inconclusive. It is particularly unclear whether an elderly individual who increases coffee consumption later in life will benefit. Evidence suggests that caffeine has cognitive benefits, including alertness and attention. Human studies on whether long-term use of coffee or caffeine can reduce risk of cognitive decline or Alzheimer's disease are inconclusive. Meta-analyses and systematic reviews of observational studies report that 
drinking coffee can either provide a long-term benefit to brain health or have no effect. These observational studies have a number of issues that result in inconsistencies. For instance, it is unknown whether people who drink coffee share other aspects of health and lifestyle that might be responsible for better brain health. In addition, coffee and caffeine consumption are rarely measured in the same way between studies. Even if long-term coffee intake does promote brain health, it is unclear whether elderly people might reduce their risk of Alzheimer's if they start drinking coffee later in life. In one study, cognitively normal elderly people who increase their consumption of caffeine were at a greater risk of developing mild cognitive impairment, MCI. The acute cognitive benefits from coffee may also decrease with age, eventually causing cognitive deficits. However, in another study, individuals with MCI were less likely to progress to dementia if they had higher caffeine levels in their blood. Few studies have examined whether coffee or caffeine is beneficial to patients with dementia. One study reported that caffeine consumption in elderly patients with dementia improved some physical symptoms and apathy, but it interrupted sleep when consumed after 6 p.m. Another study reported that individuals with mild cognitive impairment, MCI were much less likely to progress to dementia if they had higher caffeine levels in their blood. These studies, however, did not directly assess whether caffeine promotes brain health in individuals with MCI or dementia. In addition, people with dementia often suffer sleeping problems and are sometimes taken off caffeine for this reason. If caffeine impairs sleep, it could also impair cognitive function or even accelerate cognitive decline. Moderate coffee and caffeine intake. 200 to 300 milligrams slash day or 1 to 3 cups of coffee is generally considered safe. At high doses, however, it may cause anxiety. Caffeine may decrease performance in some elderly individuals. People with a history of cardiovascular or high blood pressure problems should consult their physician or healthcare provider about consuming caffeine. Caffeine can also interact in dangerous ways with some medications and reduce the effects of others. The UK Food Standards Agency recommends pregnant women not consume more than 200 mg of caffeine per day. Note. This is not a comprehensive safety evaluation or complete list of potentially harmful drug interactions. It is important to discuss safety issues with your physician before taking any new supplement or medication. Coffee is the primary source of dietary caffeine and most human observational research on caffeine's benefits are based on coffee. Generally, one cup of Coffee contains 95 to 200 mg caffeine while one cup of tea contains about 14 to 70 mg. The caffeine content of sodas and energy drinks can range from 25 to 60 mg and higher per 12 ounces can, although the sugar content of such beverages may promote obesity and diabetes, which are risk factors for dementia. Additionally, Caffeine is available as a dietary supplement in pill form, often in doses of 100 to 200 milligrams.
for protection against cognitive decline and dementia, there is no evidence for or against caffeine supplements or energy drinks, though adverse health effects have been reported for some energy drinks. Alzheimer's disease AD is the most frequent cause of dementia. It is estimated that between 50 to 70 percent of people with dementia suffer from AD. In addition, approximately one person out of 20 over the age of 65 suffers from AD, as opposed to less than one person in a thousand under the age of 65. Approximately 26 million people suffer from AD. By 2025, the percentage of people in the EU aged over 65 is predicted to rise from 15.4% of the population to 22.4%, which is likely to correlate with a rise in AD. In 2014, Alzheimer Europe published an updated systematic review of papers reporting the prevalence of dementia. The authors concluded that that for the majority of age groups dementia prevalence has not changed significantly over the last few decades. However, they did report a higher prevalence in older females than was previously thought. Add, a neurodegenerative disease, leads to progressive cognitive decline and the accumulation of beta-amyloid peptide, a beta, in the brain. Some forms of ADD are due to the mutation of genes coding for the precursor of a beta, presenilin 1 and 2. Genetic factors interact with surrounding environmental factors and the influence of these additional factors, deleterious or protective, remains largely unknown. The majority of human epidemiological studies suggest that regular coffee caffeine consumption over a lifetime reduces the risk of developing AD, particularly in the elderly. Coffee caffeine appears to be particularly beneficial before the occurrence of the disease during the pre-morbid phase. A 2012 case control study considered the evidence from human and animal models suggesting a role for caffeine in protecting against AD. The results suggested that coffee caffeine intake is associated with reduced risk, or delayed onset of dementia particularly in those with mild cognitive impairment. In the first meta-analysis concerning the effects of coffee caffeine on AD, four studies were identified, two case control and two cohort studies as carried out between 1990 and 2002. There was a clear protective effect of coffee consumption. However, there was a large heterogeneity across the studies. A further meta-analysis of the relation between coffee caffeine intake and the risk of AD, suggested that the summary risk ratio reached 0.80 to 0.834. Alzheimer's disease after adjustment for smoking and hypertension. Among the most prominent studies, a case control study, including 54 patients and 54 controls matched for age and sex, shows that caffeine intake, 199 mg in controls versus 74 mg in cases, was inversely associated with AD, risk ratio 0.40 independently of other confounding variables. Another study on the risk factors of AD, followed up with 4,615 subjects over 5 years, 194 AD cases. 
3,894 cognitively normal controls, and 527 exclusions. It found that the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, wine consumption, coffee consumption, and regular physical activity were associated with a reduced risk of ad risk ratio of 0.69 for coffee. Interestingly, there was no protection for tea consumers in this study. Low coffee intake was also reported to be related to mental disability after a 25-year follow-up of 716 Finnish men. In another study, 1,409 individuals aged 65 to 79 were examined after 21 years follow-up. Coffee consumption in midlife decreased the risk of that end. Dementia in the elderly, with the lowest risk, 65% decrease, found in people who drank 3 to 5 cups day. A further Finnish study measured cognitive status after a median follow-up of 28 years, and coffee consumption was not related to cognitive performance or dementia. Finally in the Honolulu Asia Aging Study, there was no link found between coffee consumption and midlife dementia or cognitive impairment. The age of the subjects was between 51 and 53 years old. A number of animal studies point to possible mechanisms of action behind coffee caffeine's effects on AD risk. In one study, caffeine in drinking water, given to transgenic mice that develop ad like symptoms around eight months of age improved learning and memory and reduced the concentration of A-beta-peptide and brisinilin. In the hippocampus, the main brain structure involved in memory. Moreover, these effects were also found when caffeine treatment was started late once. The mice had already developed cognitive deficits. Caffeine seemed to act by reducing the mediators of inflammation. Caffeinated coffee increased plasma levels of granulocyte colony stimulating factor GCSF which seemed to improve the cognitive performance of that transgenic mice with the recruitment of bone marrow cells enhanced synaptogenesis and increased neurogenesis neither caffeine solution alone nor decaffeinated coffee provided this effect the authors hypothesized that caffeine might interact with another component in coffee to selectively elevate GCSF. Caffeine may also be active at a different level. In an animal study, the long-term consumption of caffeine in drinking water by rats increased cerebrospinal fluid CSF, production and cerebral blood flow, which directly affects the production of CSF. Defective CSF production and turnover, with diminished Clearance of a beta may be one mechanism implicated in the pathogenesis of AD. This may partly explain the caffeine-induced reduction of brain levels of a beta peptide although it is not yet known whether this effect also occurs in humans. Other coffee constituents, which may be involved in coffees, beneficial effect on AD risk, besides caffeine, have also been studied. Several animal studies suggest that trigonaline may have neuroprotective properties and improve memory retention. The polyphenol antioxidant ferulic acid found in coffee, given to mice in drinking water, has been found to protect against cognitive deficits, 
mainly spatial and working memory. Suppress inflammation and prevent the loss of acetylcholine from the cerebral cortex. All factors that characterize the disease. There is an increasing number of experimental and human scientific studies suggesting a potentially protective role for caffeine and potentially also for other coffee compounds, antioxidants or anti-inflammatory agents in the development of AD. However, further studies aimed at identifying the different coffee compounds that appear to be active against the disease.